Hello, and welcome to the PixiePearls.com podcast, episode 16, Becoming a Better Knitter. Wow, okay you guys, long time no chat. So I realize that the holidays are getting to me and that a whole entire month has passed since I've done my last podcast. I got a brand new computer and I have not yet set up all my old files onto the new one, so I don't have my outline. I have so much stuff in my outline, but I realized if I wait until I get a firewire cord to be able to do that, I probably won't get a podcast out for another week or two. So I decided to just go totally crazy and not follow my usual format, which I think I'd been straying from a bit the last few times. And I'm just going to catch you guys up on what's been going on with me as far as spinning and knitting is concerned for the past month. So I'm just going to look through my PixiePearls.com website and use that as my outline to talk about everything I've experienced over the last 30 days. And then when I come back from Europe, which I'll get into later about why I'm going to Europe, I will go catch up with my notes and give you all my blog spotlights and pattern spotlights. I have loads of them, but um, I'm just going to go ahead and kind of freeform this one so that I get something out to you guys because I feel bad because it's been a while and I get such wonderful emails and feedback. So anyway, here I go. I'm just going to tell you guys all about my knitting and spinning adventures for the past 30 days. Okay, first off, SAF, the Southeastern Fiber Fair. (laughs) I probably said that wrong. Okay, Um, that was almost a month ago. Wow, it was actually in October, and um, I don't think I podcasted about it. I was pretty exhausted. I had come back from Las Vegas with my husband. He had been speaking at a conference, and we were just tired. I came back on a red eye, and I was exhausted, and I I really don't remember 50% of it. And I know that when we had the blogger meetup, Jen of Genlaw kept making fun of me because right when I was walking over to the group, there was somebody who like cut in front of me or they didn't allow me to keep walking and I was very tired and I just from, from come from class and I made a very sour face. So Jen teased me that, you know, I was very scary when I first walked up. Um, I took the Carol Rhodes class and she was wonderful. I think she's one of the editors of Spinoff and I really enjoyed the class, I guess. What I'm trying to say is she was great. But I do not do well in a classroom environment where there are so many people. I need one-on-one instruction. And then plus, I just, I spin for the enjoyment of it. And I realized I just really don't need to take any more technique classes in spinning. I like spinning for the natural fun of it. So I'm going to stick to knitting technique classes. And uh, I love the, the festival. I bought a lot of roving. I did not buy any yarn. And my biggest purchase was a Strouch Petite. Um, drum carter, which is this awesome little toy I got, and um, I got to meet Otto Strouch himself and talk to him a bit, and I got the carter, and there was a blog post um, that I did, uh, what day was that? It was like, um, oh darn, it doesn't say the date in my archives, but it's in October, um, November. If you look in my November archives at pixiepearls.com, you will see the pictures of me with the drum carter being all silly. And I was in the bed at the hotel room and, oh, let me tell you more about that. Okay, so the Carter worked great. Love it. Onwards to the hotel room. There was four of us in one room. There was Claudia, me, La, and Jen. And then adjacent to us, one of those setups in a hotel room where you can open the doors up in between. We had um, Sherry and Diane and um, my brain won't work. I think different people swapped out of that room. 
and we just kept the door open and it was awesome and we had tons of food jen had brought loads of food and claudia brought wine and we just my favorite part of that whole entire trip was nights in the bed lying there half passed out while the girls were crazy and acted silly and then i acted silly and they teased me and we knitted and we talked about knitting and we talked about spinning and it was just heaven i mean it was like it reminded me of being in high school and going to a sleepover but it was better because these are women who you really have things in common with where in high school maybe you're with people who you like but you all don't know who you are yet and you i don't know as an adult i have more focus in my life and i know who i am more and i love to be around women who feel the same way and have similar interests and you can just geek out with each other and be so comfortable because you know you're not going to judge one another when you share something as wonderful as a fiber craft. So SAF was fantastic. Um, I was a bit tired, don't remember half of it, but it was a great trip. Next time I do that, I will not um, come from a trip like I did, like from Las Vegas. And Las Vegas was not for me. It was not somewhere I would voluntarily go on vacation, but I had the days and my husband was going to be there, so I thought it would be a fun week. And I did enjoy some shopping and I did have a massage and that was really nice, but um, not somewhere I would ever choose to go again. They didn't have good music. The DJs kind of sucked. I don't normally go out anymore. I'm much of a homebody, but when I was younger, I did. So I kind of, when I would go somewhere like Vegas, I would be looking to reminisce in that and it just wasn't, you know, I think they don't even play techno music there because of drug issues and people overdosing. So just not, you know, kind of cheesy. I would like to go to the Maryland Sheep and Wolf Festival. That's something we're thinking about doing, possibly taking a train all the way up from Georgia to Maryland. I'm really looking forward to that um, happening. I hope it all comes together. I know all the girls in my knitting group are talking about SAF next year, and I'm like, that is a whole year off, you guys. We need to think about something that will be uh, closer to soon. <laughs> so I went to Target after we had been at SAF because I felt like my yarn and Roving, we're getting out of control, and I bought this wonderful little $20 cubicle thing. It's a white container that's like, you put it together, and it's like two or three feet tall, and it's got all these little white cubbies in it, and I organized my yarn, and I was really happy with that, and I have less yarn than I thought I did, seeing other people stash pictures um, in, in all the, you know, dresser drawers and stuff, and I, I've been really good about not buying a lot of yarn lately and knitting. However, I have been buying lots of um, <laughs> roving, especially at SAF. So then after SAF, I had some of this jade colored merino roving that I just spun up kind of fast just for the fun of it. And I brought it to our group on Saturdays, our Stitch and Bitch, and everybody thought it was pretty. So I threw it in with our Christmas party we had a week or two ago. And I realize I'm kind of bouncing around here, but just follow me here, I promise. I have a point. And I spun it up and I brought it to our Christmas holiday party we had a week ago and Nicole got it from our Stitch and Bitch group and she already knit it into a hat. So hopefully I will have pictures soon that I can show you guys on my blog because I did not take the photographs, someone else did. So hopefully I'll be able to post that and you can see the hat that someone else knit out of my hand spun, which was just a really cool thing to see. So back on track, let's see what else happened in the month of November. Something's really exciting concerning my career. For those of you who don't know, I am an information architect, which is something that has to do with web design. And uh, going to Las Vegas to the Max Conference, which if you know Adobe who makes Photoshop, 
and Illustrator and uh, Adobe PDFs. Um, you probably know what a PDF is if you've ever worked in a large corporate company and you've had to review documents like Word docs, there's PDFs. And the Max Conference is held by Adobe, so it's a lot of web development professionals and designers. And I went and I would tell people, oh yeah, I'm an information architect, and I was shocked by how many people didn't know what I did. Or if I mentioned, mentioned usability testing, they would say, oh, do you do QA? So for those of you who aren't in the industry, I'm probably boring you, but the point is, is I was disgruntled <laughs> that more designers and developers didn't know what I did and what I do isn't more a part of their natural process. So I applied to speak at Web Down Under, which is in Australia, and I went to this in 2004 with my husband when he spoke. And we both applied to speak, him about Flex and Flash development, which is a web thing, and me about uh, usability testing, which is a subset of information architecture. And we both got in. We're both going to be speaking in Australia, so I'm freaking out because that's just going to be really awesome on my resume and um, I've been considering doing a usability podcast but it might take away a lot from my knitting and I really I don't think I want to do that I love my hobby I love knitting I love my hobby <laughs> so then um, I did a lot of spinning in November I spin up I spun up some BFL that I got on eBay that was this blue color that was the exact color as the background on my website and it's gorgeous and there's enough to make a hat, and I really want to make a hat from it. And I believe in my archives, um, I linked to the eBay person who doesn't have a name that's like Copper Moose. It's not like, you know, easy to say like that. Um, it wasn't a big person. It was just someone who hand-dyed this BFL, and it was just gorgeous. Um, I picked up Selena, and I knit, I finished knitting the back. Rowan Selena is a pretty, uh, just regular with seed stitch collar and bottom and it's just really pretty and I had been slowly knitting on that over the past year on and off not rushing it I worked on that finished the back started the sleeves two at once and I also on my trip to Vegas worked on my diamond brocade Charlie sock and I did turn the heel and I had a bunch of issues after I turned the heel and um, my friend Claudia helped me and ripped it out back to just after turning the heel and I haven't picked it up since, and I plan on taking it with me to Europe, which again, I'll explain why I'm going to Europe later when we get to that point. And so hopefully I'll finish that sock um, while I am in Europe and be able to write that pattern up for you guys. And I feel like I'm getting so much braver in my pattern writing, which um, I'll get to details more about that later in the podcast as well, as I talk about a hat that I made up myself I'm very happy with. So the Charlie sock is on its way. I'm working on it. Selena, no rush on that one. And then in the month of November, I finished my Plymouth Oh My Baby Cardi. Thank you. I'm finally done with that thing. Um, it's adorable, but it was knit in this very funky yarn. And those of you who listen to my podcast regularly or read my blog know that I am a simple kind of girl and I like some two-ply wool, <laughs> six inches per inch. And uh, I'm not into fluffy, funky yarns, usually. And the baby Cardi is done, and I need to go drop it off to the brand new mommy with her six-week-old baby so it can wear, she can wear it this fall. And I even found the perfect little buttons for it at Joann's that just blend perfectly. And it's also the icon on this podcast, so if you're watching this in iTunes, you should see the sweater in the bottom left-hand corner of the screen. I had a little knitting party at my house. Claudia came over. And we worked on some stuff. 
Um, I did buy some wool. I bought some silky wool and gold. I still haven't finished my blue silky wool sweater. I will eventually. I really don't like sleeves. Um, what else is going on? Let's see. Ooh, I went to a spinning meeting and it was really cool because I ran into everybody but Melissa who I had seen one year ago when I just started spinning and I went to the Peachtree Hand Spinners Guild this staff day celebration. There was Quiddity, Jen of Genlaw, Hockey Mom, Mouse. We were all there um, and we went to this um, in late November, it was just two or three weeks ago, and it was just so fun. That is just a wonderful group of women. And you know, I don't remember when I first started this podcast, it was a while ago, I had just joined my Stitch and Bitch, but I just can't say again how excited and happy I am to have found so many wonderful knitters. It only took me two years, and I know that I've gotten emails from you guys saying that, you know, you don't know any knitters near you, you know, my groups look so fun. I'm going to tell you again, two years, no knitters, and you know one who knit. And I even tried starting up my own knitting group at, at the area where I work, and I did have one girl who came regularly who was from fairly far away, and then a lot of times people who didn't know how to knit would show up, and I wanted more like people around me who were good knitters so that I could learn more versus me teaching people. I didn't mind teaching them, but there was only one or two people at most of the meetings I was going to and that, that I had created and um, none of them had a blogs so I just wasn't quite clicking and I was looking for that outlet of women and now I have like six knitting blogger friends and I think we all kind of spur each other on and influence each other and um, a lot of us well a lot of the the knitters that I know now spin or spin more if they used to only spin a little bit they've pulled out their old wheels and they are spinning again and that was really fun. And then afterwards we went and had um, lunch and at a bar and it was really funny in, in the Highlands in Atlanta and, or no, Decatur, I guess, but it, it was this trendy little bar and it was just so funny because one of the waitresses came up to us and said, oh, is that the magic loop? To, I think Mouse was knitting and I was, I thought it was so cool that she knew what magic loop was. And then our waiter guy was like teasing us and, um, I, Claudia made me put on the socks to try them on and I, everyone was looking at me. The waiter looked at me funny because, you know, you're not, not really a good idea to take off shoes in a restaurant. So I, <laughs> I was laughing. So speaking of spinning, I had gotten some punk, spunky eclectic fiber of the month club in the mail um, in mid late November. And I just was so in the spinning groove because of all the stuff that month that had been going on with spinning and the, the month before that. So I spun it up immediately. And then I cast on for a hat and I knit that hat in a day. And it was in a 24 hour period of time. I maybe worked three or four hours on it. I also knit up a fetching glove and it was like this crazy FO frenzy. I finished the baby Cardi and then two days later I knit the fetching and then the next day I knit the hat and I just felt like as they say on the, in the blogging world, a badass knitter. Um, it was awesome, and I just felt so empowered with my knitting, and I was learning more, much of that, thanks to Claudia, my knitting guru, who helps me out whenever I am in doubt. I'm not a very confident knitter. That is part of my problem. So that is why I titled this podcast, Becoming a Better Knitter, because I feel like I am, and I attribute a lot of it to all the lovely ladies in my Stitch and Bitches and in the Knitting Blogger Ring and all the help that they've given me over AOL and 
all of them have been such a great influence, if even an encouragement. So I knit this little hat from this funky eclectic pie in the sky roving and it was neat. Okay, first off, I always say I don't like multicolored variated roving or yarn and I did a two ply and I under plied it a little bit more than I usually do um, just to see if I was over plying a bit too much. And I knit up this hat and I was amazed by how the bar pooling created this awesome Oh, my cat is climbing on the keyboard right now. Hold on a second. Okay, that's better. Oh, there she goes, hopping over the keyboard again. Anyway, um, what was I saying? Yes, the hat. I was amazed by how the bar pooling... I, I just, I was fascinated by how what I had spun up and how I had plied it and how I had spun it affected what I knit and that it knit so smooth and pretty. And while the fin... No, was it fin? Might have been fin was a bit too hairy for my choices, for my taste. It knit up to this adorable little hat and I totally knit a little quick swatch, did a guesstimation on how many would should go around my head based off like a 21 inch hat. And I just cast on enough stitches and I looked up a couple decreases on the internet on some free patterns and I just kind of went with it and I did a little ribbing at the bottom and it was adorable and awesome. and. I wound up giving it to a coworker so that she could give it to her daughter. And if you look on my November 27th entry, you will see the um, hand spun hat. And yeah, it was Finn. And I just, I was thrilled with it. It's not a hat that I would normally wear. I like big comfy ski hats with, you know, a folded ribbed edge. Um, nice and comfy that really is more utilitarian. Um, and this little hat is more fun and designery and it just has more that boutique feel to it. It's more like a little cap than it is a hat. And I was just very pleased with myself that I had taken this roving and spun it and liked the spinning even though it was a bit uneven and plied it even though I was a little, you know, underplied and knitted up and how even it knit up. So this is something to know if you have you are new to spinning and you haven't knit with your spinning yet and you feel like your your spinning is very uneven. It is amazing how even it will knit up, even if it's all kind of thick and thin, thick and thin to a degree. It will knit up fairly even, shockingly so, and beautifully so. So I encourage all of you to try knitting with your hand spun. If even just a quick little hat, you make up on your own because you will feel so empowered afterwards and pleased and happy with yourself. And next thing you know, all those 100 gram, 100 yard, whatever, you know, skeins lying around the house of your hand spun, you'll be like, oh my gosh, I have to knit 20 hats now because so many of us have unused yarn that we've created because we liked it and then we didn't really want to knit with it because we were happy with what we created. It's very empowering to see it knit up. So around the time that I finished the hat or that I knit the hat was when we had all gone to Main Street Fibers in Athens, wonderful little store, Athens, Georgia. Um, a bunch of the knitters there in our stitch and bitch had bought this yarn. It might have been Blue Skies. I can't remember. And they like finished the hat while we were there. It was this one skein, wonderful little ribbed cap. And they were going to knit them as Christmas presents. And so that kind of spurred me on to knit my hat after seeing how quickly they did that. So yeah, always a little influence from my fellow stitch and bitchers. And while we were there, I was good. And I only bought one skein of Alchemy. 
and that was what I had made my little fetching glove out of. It's uh, Alchemy Synchricity and Aquamarine, a very nice silk, um, way too expensive, but they were having like a 20% or 30% off sale that day because it was right after Thanksgiving. And so what was normally $20, I think I got for 16 and um, it made one pair of fetching and they're a bit big on me. And uh, I, I like the yarn a lot, but I would never buy a lot of it for a sweater. And then I also got my very first set of Denise interchangeable knitting needles. Y'all know I am a bamboo kind of girl. I like my straights because purling I find is better for my hands. If I'm knitting circular, I go super fast and it's fun, but my hands get fatigued faster because I'm doing the same motion with my fingers where if I'm purling every other row, it gives my index finger a little bit of a break. And um, so I like bamboo straights and circulars. I like the Addy Naturas and Main Street has those as well. But they had these pink boxes sitting there that were the Denise interchangeables. And you know, it was such a good percentage off. And these were normally 50, but I like got them for 40. It was basically $10 off. Oh my gosh. And I just kind of bought them as like a, you know, on a whim and $5 went to breast cancer research. So I thought I'd do it. I liked how the cords were pink because the navy blue one just really never did it for me. And I felt the tips and they were soft, but not too soft. I've gotten those knit light needles. I bought one pair uh, on a whim just for fun. Super flexible, could not stand them. Didn't like them at all, just got them for the whimsy. And my bamboos I like because they're soft on my fingers, but you know, they're, they're still wood, so they're not super soft. The Addy Turbos that everyone loves are great, but they just put a dent in my finger after an hour of knitting. So I got these Denise's just for the fun of it, and I knit up that little hat, that little um, hand-spun hat. And they were awesome. They were totally awesome. I love them. I carry the kit everywhere now. I just, I had no idea how awesome they were, and a lot of my knitting friends have been telling me for a while, and I just never listened, and I'm just so happy that I got this kit, and... I cannot put it down. I just love it. And it's my new favorite knitting tool for definite. It's just awesome. So that takes us to today, this week, the last cup. Well, okay. The last 10 days, I finally, the pattern came out from Stitch Diva. Um, it's by Wendy Bernard of Knit and Tonic and it's called Sahara, Sahara <laughs> spelled without an H on the end. And it's Knit and Tilly Thomas. The, about the same amount of yarn required to make the simple knitted bodice, which you guys recall me working on. Now, once I did the body of the simple knitted bodice, I was really disappointed by how the lace panel in the center did not hug my torso at all. In fact, I could easily grab several inches of fi fabric, <laughs> fiber, fabric in the back, and it it was gorgeous and it was pretty. It just was not meant for my body type, and it wasn't long enough for my taste, and it looked. The, the yarn is gorgeous, but I had no urge to finish the sleeves and I was in no rush. So when Sahara came out, I was very excited because it's much more made for my body type. Even though I'm not 18 anymore and I'm not as skinny as I used to be, I think it will be all right. I just have to be careful with what pants I wear. Um, I'm a little disappointed by the format of the pattern. It's kind of hard to read. There's places where it just kind of doesn't make total sense. You have to read it four or five times or have a knitting buddy read it with you to help you figure it out. But it's a gorgeous pattern. So I'm just sticking with it. And I have knit the shoulders. It's knit from the top down in a very um, neat kind of manner where you knit the back panel from the nape, 
is that called the nape the back of your neck to length down to the your armpits and then you come back to the top of the square where you had the provisional cast on and you pick up stitches on the left and right off the provisional cast on and knit the now you're knitting from the front creating the v-neck and the armholes and then joining eventually both bottoms so that you're in the round it's really cool a little mind-bending at first but really cool so I'm at that point I've joined in the round and I'm an inch lower than that and I'm almost finished all my waist decreases so in a little bit I guess I'll be starting the increases and then I'll be done with the body and there's hardly any sleeve to knit and the hardest part will probably be the lace panel created in the v-neck um, it's if you haven't seen Sahara it is a beautiful um, silk form-fitting uh, top that comes with a sleeveless a cap sleeve or a long sleeve with a bell bell wrist and it has this beautiful intricate lace paneling along the v-neck down the center but not it's not like around your waist it's just centered in on the v-neck it's really really pretty um and i really like it so speaking of patterns that i really really like and how i have just tried those Denise needles after two years, two and a half years of knitting. I um, am getting really bold and I'm starting to experiment with my own patterns. You know, I have the Charlie sock I'm working on. I knit the little hat. I know that I've kind of made up some gloves before. Um, never, it's an old blog entry. I made up a little fingerless glove, but then I was mad with, I cast off too tightly and I didn't like how it fat on my fingers, but I am so picky about how sweaters fit me that I realized from my friends, my knitting friends, telling me, you need to knit your own sweaters, your own patterns, because you'll be so much happier with how they fit you. So I am trying to become more brave, and I truly feel that I am becoming a much better knitter as the months go by, a much stronger knitter, a more confident knitter, a more capable knitter. So I've been reading some books lately that have been attributing to my being a stronger knitter. The first one I got at the holiday party that I mentioned earlier, and it is called Sweater Design in Plain English by Maggie R Rigetti. And she's actually a woman who is in the Atlanta Knitting Guild. And I thought that was so cool reading the book to know that she was in the Atlanta Knitting Guild, which I am a member of, despite the fact that I have never gone to a meeting, I am a member. And uh, it's a wonderful book. I'm through to page 75, and it just talks all about the body and, and how you need to understand that bodies are different. And there is no such thing as universal ease and universal, you know, decreases in the waist as far as, like, you should always do this. And you should, It's all based on your body and how you want the garment to fit. And I got that from Sherry um, at our, we did a white elephant type deal at our holiday party, our Christmas party, where you... Um, you know, everybody brings a gift, but we all brought nice gifts. And we, um, I, I gave um, some baby alpaca in red and some Cascade 220 in red with a hat pattern and um, some hand spun that I mentioned earlier that um, Nicole knit into a hat. And uh, the other book I bought after at that party, I saw Quiddity, um, another blogger, knitting blogger, she had a baby surprise jacket with her, and it was so neat how it was knit. And I just finished that Plymouth Baby Oh My Cardi, which was tons of seaming with the hood and the sleeves and the sides and the, the buttons. Oh, my gosh. So I was like, oh, wow, I want that to be my next baby sweater. 
and it was from the book, The Opinionated Knitter, Elizabeth Zimmerman Newsletters, 1958 to 1968. And it's a great little book, and I'm just feeling so inspired. And by all, and she has uh, that book, Knitting Without Tears, I think, that I've heard people talk about. But, you know, I've heard all these books, but I'm not big into buying a lot of knitting books. And now I'm discovering all these famous knitters who changed the knitting world as we know it, and they're the queens and the goddesses of knitting, and I'm just really um, enjoying reading all of it um, and learning more about how I can make my own patterns and be a better knitter and, a, and like I said earlier, a more confident knitter. And these books are helping me toward working towards that goal. So speaking of that party, I got surprised when um, they came out with a birthday cake for me. It was my 28th birthday uh, not too long ago. And I got some really cute pixie toes, felted slippers um, that Claudia knit, and uh, a cake. And I was so thrilled and excited because I haven't had people present a cake to me or gotten a birthday cake in a pretty long time. I'm out here in Georgia with my husband and my mother-in-law and father-in-law and their children, but none of my family are out here. So it's it was just really nice, and I was blushing and freaking out, but it was just so incredibly sweet, and I felt very loved. Um, by all my knitting friends, and uh, we all tried needle felting while we were there, and we're all sitting there stabbing away at these little felted balls. It was really fun. had a really good time. Um, for those of you who don't know, I, um, I have a Jewish mother and a Catholic father. Um, however, I would not say that either of them practices, and um, so I was raised celebrating Christmas and celebrating Hanukkah. And my mother did not traditionally give me a Hanukkah gift because she said, you don't need to get that many presents. You can get presents for Christmas and that'll do just fine. So we would light the menorah and um, I would get some gelt, which is usually little chocolate coins that look like gold. And um, my mother and aunt would give me Christmas slash Hanukkah money. And, uh, and then on Christmas Day, we had the tree and we would open presents. And it was just our little family. It was my mother, my father me and my sister and uh it was always just us four because all of the other relatives in virginia were jewish so it wasn't as though we would all make a point of getting together for christmas in fact in virginia our favorite holiday much like most people celebrate christmas we celebrated thanksgiving and all my relatives in virginia who who happen to be jewish i don't know if they practice or not that you know i don't get into that <laughs> none of my business but that was the holiday that we all together as a family much the way that people celebrate Christmas and um, for Christmas for me was always something with very intimate with my mother father and sister and so the last seven years in, in Georgia have been you know different without my family and I always have a wonderful Christmas time over my in-laws house and they're quite kind and, and it's always a lot of fun but I just kind of miss sometimes going home to Virginia but then my family isn't what it was now because my sister is married and has two children and they do things with her children's hus her husband's family and my mom and dad will kind of stop over there and it's just not the same as it was they all have their own families and um, so I decided because I had 11 vacation days left and it was insanely inexpensive to fly I looked at the prices and said to my husband hey you want to go to London and he said yeah and then my mom said, ooh, you should go to Paris. And then I found out that the bullet train is not that expensive and it's only three hours max to get from London to Paris. 
So for Christmas, I'm going to London and Paris and I'm totally freaking out about it and it's less than 10 days away. So of course, I have all these plans for what to do while we're out there and we're going to actually spend Christmas Eve in Paris. So I've been downloading some mini, uh, downloading some French podcasts and learning to speak French and some audiobooks that teach me how to do that on my iPod. And um, I am going, I have every plan to stop by a Fildar store and get some yarn because I have a magazine. It's a pattern book that I got that is called 25 and it has 25 of the favorite simple sweaters from Fildar and it's in English. So I'm going to take it with me and I would like to buy some yarn. Um, a lot of people in France or English speaking who live there are like, oh gosh, you have, I mean, I've had like five or six people say to me, oh, you don't want to go to Fildar. You want to go and look at the Debbie Bliss and the Rowan and da 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 da. And I'm like, I can get that in America. So I know that the Fildar sometimes has a high acrylic content and it can sometimes be a little closer to Lion Brand is out here. I don't know. I, 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 I just, I love their designs. If you've ever gone to fildar.com, P-H-I-L-D-A-R.com, the site is better now. It used to, the English site used to have like no English on it. It is better now and they just have awesome designs for children and awesome designs for um, girls and women and I just love, I like their fashion sense and I'll be careful what yarn I pick out because I am a bit of a yarn snob and Really, if I can't read the label, then I guess it won't matter. So um, I'm going to stop by a Fildar store, hopefully. And I do have some knitting spots um, that I've put on my agenda. And I'm not going to freak out if I don't get to go to them. But I will make an effort to go to some knitting um, hot spots while I'm there. But mainly I'm focused on the Louvre and the Eiffel Tower and the Tower of London and ice skating next to the Tower of London. And I'm just really looking forward to it and my husband and I need a real break you know all summer was rough with work and I never got to take a vacation and then when we could when my work said that I could my husband was traveling to Detroit every week you know and then when he could um, it was time for Las Vegas which just really wasn't our cup of tea so I'm really really happy that we get to finally go out of the country which was a goal for me this year that I had not yet reached and I didn't think would happen. We get to go to a country that English isn't the first language which was another life goal of mine and um, the price for the whole trip overall is much less than it would be if we had gone in the summer during the busy season and I think it will just be a very romantic nice trip to take and I'm just really excited. So now that I have you all caught up, um, let's talk about the theme again, becoming a better knitter. So I think in the beginning I said I would explain the computer. Um, my husband surprised me for my 28th birthday with a brand new laptop, um, and I'm really happy about that. Um, I wasn't looking for a new laptop. My other one is a year old, but uh, it was a cheaper model. I mean, it's Apple, so it's still not cheap, but we didn't get the most expensive one. And I love it because it's 12 inches, but it had been running very slow on me lately. And I can't tell you the difference already in recording this new podcast on the new one. It's a MacBook Pro Core Duo Intel-based, and it's amazingly fast. And I'm, I'm just really excited and very surprised that he got me that and very sweet of him. And uh, so, yeah, that's that was the story of the computer. And it will hopefully empower me to podcast more easily 
and not take half an hour to export iTunes. At the least, it takes half an hour. I have to leave the computer sitting there for like an hour um, to be able to do that. So back to me being a better knitter. Um, I'm just really happy with where I am in my knitting, not knitting career, my knitting, I don't know, metamorphosis. Um, you know, it, as I've said before, knitting is a challenge for me. It doesn't necessarily come easily, but I enjoy the research. And with all the research I've done on knitting, it's always been focused on techniques, 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 and pattern-driven. And now I'm kind of stepping back to maybe where I should have started, but I wasn't confident enough to. And looking at how are patterns written and, you know, I love the Elizabeth Zimmerman, the way that she's just striving for simplicity and ease of knitting in the round and no seams. But then there's that old argument about a sweater having stability and how many seams do you really need to be stable? And don't you just hate how it looks when you sew on a button band and then the jacket comes loose and you can see the seam on the inside? And how do you avoid that but still make it look pretty? And unique construction and just looking at myself as a knitter and where I'm growing with it and I'm just so surprised that with this particular hobby I'm still so passionate about it because with gaming I was playing Star Wars Galaxies I played for one year and then that kind of lost its appeal I quilted for a while I still like quilting but um it more involves the use of something very large a sewing machine I can't just take it anywhere um Spinning I've stuck with for one year solid, one year now I've been a spinner and it's a little bit more like the sewing machine but slightly easier. Um, I can take the spinning wheel in front of the couch. Um, I can't take it in the bed but I can take it in front of the couch or in the kitchen um, and it's a little bit more mobile than a sewing machine but I've tried other crafts before and knitting has just stuck with me in a way that has surprised me more than anything. Not like, oh man, I can't believe I'm still a knitter, but just, wow, I mean, I've been knitting two and a half years and I'm still learning and there's still so much to it. And it's so cool that it's, you know, I, I do enjoy the challenge of it on that part of it, learning something new. I'm, I'm somebody who loves doing that. And uh, I'm still wanting to tackle Fair Isle. Um, it's a little bit something that's just going to take some focus and concentration and time. Um, to be comfortable knitting with the two strands and I'm sure it's not really that hard or really that big of a deal and I have tried it twice before but I just I want to knit something big like a sweater in Fair Isle and I continue to love to knit sweaters above all else despite my dislike for sleeves and sleeve island sleeve hell whatever you want to call it and thank you you guys for following me along this journey um, I've almost been podcasting a year, I think maybe in May, so it's still a little ways off, but, you know, having you guys along for the journey and all the wonderful emails, and I'm so shocked that my numbers still go up um, on FeedBurner despite the fact that I've slowed down in my podcasting, and it's more a nature of the time of year and the things that are going on, and I don't plan on quitting podcasting anytime soon because I just love how supportive you guys are, and, and um, how nice and kind you all are and um, I will continue as long as there is an audience out there for me and I will make my best efforts in the new year to podcast more often um, because I know that would be better um, and more consistent for you guys. So I have show notes two pages long so I'll probably have a 45 minute uh, episode when I get to episode 17 and uh, it has loads of knitting um, log spotlights, technique spotlights, and all kinds of cool stuff, just loads of it. 
and pattern spotlights and yarn spotlights and I will get to that probably once I am back from Europe and also have of course a review of Europe I'll tell you guys all about how it was I've never been before I am freaking out <laughs> so thank you guys for listening it looks like I've filled up my half an hour maybe a little bit more and uh, yeah thanks guys and if I don't talk to you before your holiday season no matter what you're celebrating whether you celebrate Christmas um, religiously or non-religiously or Hanukkah or all the other religions I'm not even aware of if you happen to have a holiday or New Year's celebration um, happy holidays to you all and um, have a wonderful um, new year though hopefully I will speak to you guys before then thanks bye <laughs>